Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. Well, greetings and salutations. Welcome to today's call on Rebuilding Your Life Radio and Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power. Underlying the content of these calls is a belief that we are connected to energy, life energy, source energy, through an eternal link to our subconscious or non-conscious mind. This is what gives us an inner and an outer life. So we're all aware of our outer life. It's a reality we see every day through our five senses. We see, we smell, we touch, taste, and hear. But we also also talk about someone having a sixth sense, calling intuition, an inner knowing that cannot be measured through the other senses. But this inner sense can be developed over time as people learn to listen to the messages that come to them. For some, it's a nudge or a strong pull to do something. For others, it is a clear message, even a voice. The question becomes, how do you evaluate the truth of this voice? Many use the word of God as their benchmark. Others pay attention to the quality of the message. Are they loving or do they bring harm to anyone? Do you feel expansive in the experience or filled with anger, fear, doubt, and worry? On this program, we're listening for what leads us to expand, grow, and create. We look for what will lead us to love, prosper, and grow in joy and well-being, and keep an open mind. So our author today, Douglas Grady, is someone intimately connected to this inner world. He has written the book, Door to Glory, Dialogues with Apostle John which communicates guidance for humanity shared with him through inner conversations. Be prepared to think a little out of the box today. So welcome to the call, Doug. How are you? Thank you, Susan. And uh, I'm glad to be able to, uh, you know, take part of your show. And uh, your introduction to Sensorapolis is very true. Uh, And I'll be gladly to share some of the wisdoms I had picked up from Apostle John through um, my conversations with him. Well, I'm really glad you're on the call today, Doug. Door to Glory is a profound book. It speaks of very important topics, compassion, forgiveness, gratitude, and unconditional love. But, Doug, you're an engineer. Can you give us some background into how you came to have the ability to develop your inner senses and, and have these conversations that you relay in the book? Sure. Um, I have been uh, in engineering for, uh, for now about 30 years. And um, uh, uh, for the most part, I find the job to be challenging. It always provides me a challenge to provide problem solving. I graduated from my engineering back in 1980 where they emphasized some critical thinking skill. That is not 
being applied today, unfortunately. Um, so, during the course of my uh, engineering career, uh, I was able to, uh, you know, come up with some, uh, you know, uh, uh, problem-solving skills through using my thinking and my passion and so I believe that uh, I was keenly aware how a passion can take you so far uh, within. Um, so during the course of my uh, profession, I had traveled several uh, jobs, uh, job locations, and I believe since I started medicating, um, that uh, I was following a design pad put forth by like by um, back in 1999 after practicing medication for a year I felt a spark from uh, from God and that spark was just so unbelievable was uh, the spark of love, and that love I had never experienced anywhere. So I, um, uh, later on, I asked the Pastor John, where was that coming from? Because when I felt it, it was like the middle of the night when I was, you know, asleep. Um, I was awoken by it. Um, so uh, and it awoke, I felt so much love on my mind and in my heart. And pretty much below my heart, I did not feel anything. But that tells me where my soul is. My soul is probably within my body from my, from my head down to below my heart. Um, because that's where I felt the love. Um, mm. anyway, so. Uh, but no one could understand it. I couldn't talk to anyone about it because it was, you know, new. And people didn't understand. It's kind of like uh, well, um, Paul in the Bible. He was struck by a lightning. Mm, yes. Uh, and... So really, uh, he had to describe in a way that people could understand. But you know, he was on his way to see him, seeing his master. Um, so anyway, but really, that lightning was really spiritual lightning that he felt within. It was coming from God. So I asked Papa John. It's so amazing that he could take me among billions of people. How can he find me from the sky? And John said, no, that came from within. God is within all of us. But when we become more aware of the presence of God, then he opens his door and he lets you know that he's there. So it was just an amazing experience. So 
uh, at that time, I was kind of like, uh, I, I would go to church uh, only on special, uh, sort of like Christmas or Easter, but I was too busy to go into Sunday. I was raised a Catholic, and I became, well, I, I've gone to Baptist churches. So I didn't really start reading the Bible until uh, when uh, uh, one of my job assignments was was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I attended the first Baptist church, and they had a Sunday school class. So that's when I really picked up the Bible. And I was in that program for about, I would say, five years. Uh, asking all kinds of questions about the Bible. Mm-hmm. This is some, yeah, this is this is some things I did not make sense to me. So, uh, but anyway, I, you know, I continued going to church, and then I got a job, uh, a new job in Seattle, Washington, working for Boeing, and that's where I met Apostle John in Maryland, uh, medium. I was uh, invited to attend a chocolate uh, cleansing class. Um, I got an email. I had never met her. So I went to the class. That's how I met her. And that's where I met Apostle John. And so that, it was all part of a journey. Put forth by God that had me uh, to prepare the book. I was chosen because I guess I was a deep thinker and I was open about things. I'm not allowing the dogma to keep me from searching uh, for the truth. That is is so amazing because you, you, you speak of spiritual guides that we all have them, but we're not aware of them. Um, was there anything special that you opened you up in this process? Was it yoga? Was it the words they were teaching? Was it was it someone speaking? Um, you know how sometimes people channel and you and you hear the voice of, uh, like Abraham comes through uh, Esther Hicks. Was there something like that that made you aware of them so you were then open to them internally as well? No, um, you see. Uh, Carolyn is um, it, it, it's difficult because our um, ability to channel a higher power has been closed off mm-hmm. by uh, yeah so only certain people that could channel so uh, that's why God brought me to Seattle to meet Maryland mm-hmm. and, and so um, but she do all of the channeling, mm-hmm. and I would act. Like I would be uh, Apostle John uh, would come to her, and he he would use her body to uh, use her voice to be able to respond to my questions. The way it works is that the spirit of Maryland was escorted by her gatekeeper, Martha. Martha was a cousin of Jesus back in the day. 
Well, Martha uh, is uh, Marilyn's gatekeeper. So what she does, she will escort Marilyn's spirit away from her body. She'll be right beside her body. And the spirit of John will enter her body. And, and like John uh, occupied Marilyn's body. While uh, Marilyn's gatekeeper will hold hands with Marilyn's spirit so that it doesn't fly away, away from her body. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, right. so um, when I asked this question to John about reincarnation, it was kind of like, he gave, I, I was sitting, uh, see, Marilyn would have people over her house on a monthly basis. She had maybe five or ten people. So I'd be sitting next to Marilyn. And so while Marilyn was in, um, you know, uh, in a channeling uh, position, uh, I was really talking and John answered her body. I was really talking to John. Mm. So when I asked mm-hmm. this question about reincarnation, um, it's right in the Bible, it's in the book of Galatians, that uh, about coming back to rebirth. But the church did not pick that up, or they ignored that message. But John mm-hmm. looked at me like, no one had brought up that question. So that's when they decided that I could be the person to write the book. And mm. and Marilyn wasn't very happy because she wanted to be the person to write the book. <laughs> but she mentioned in an email that she had lost her book. Uh, oh. I'm wondering, how could she lose her book if she could get a copy to, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, put it to stick into the computer. Um, but uh, she lost it because they started to go with me. The reason why they wanted to go with me was because I had, well, have always been uh, a caring person, but I had my own ego, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was. I was living my life through my heart. I've done everything for my kids. I went through a divorce, and I ended up taking care of my kids, and I looked after them, and I made sure they were able to make their way through high school and college, and they'd be on their own. So I guess they, God, God knows what's in our heart. God knows. And I think he sees I have a big heart. Um, so that's why I was chosen to write the book. I mean, Marilyn is just a wonderful person. Um, but I think they want someone with an engineering background, someone a deep thinker that can provide, uh, can, you know, uh, uh, you know, can do some research and... And apparently, I, while doing my research, there were times that I can felt something in my soul that I was being guided by the higher power. Mm. It's all within. See, we all mm-hmm. have a, 
and not what's called knowledge. And that's what Jesus was trying to teach us, but his message got corrupted. Um, and so really what he was trying to tell us, tell people was to follow your heart, follow your instincts, God instincts. God is in our hearts. Oh, we all have God. Because uh, we are uh, spiritual, we all have uh, the light. That's where it is from God. So well, God is light. And knowledge God is light. Mm-hmm. Right. So really, uh, we just need to, instead of, uh, like, basically it's going through the ego, coming from the ego, coming from the heart. And when you go from the ego, it's, for, it's called the wilderness in the Bible. The Bible calls it the wilderness. You leave out your wilderness, and he will get you nowhere. Whereas, like when Jesus, during his 40-day um, time, he was... Uh, when he uh, went out to the wilderness. Satan, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, his message was just follow the heart. God is in the heart. So it's, it's like, you know, if you are hungry, then um, you don't have to money to buy food or something, or you have to wait until you get the paycheck before you can buy some food. Or what, you know, according to Jesus' message, think of God. God is with you. Don't think about food. Just thank God. And when you thank God, you're thinking love. And when you think love, it overcomes everything. Uh, so just it's kind of like when you think love, you're more like thinking for other people, not your own stuff, your own need. Right. And right. So, so when they asked you to write the book, Doug, did they um, did they tell you what the purpose of the book was? Not really. Um, but they knew I would find out. I mean, I knew uh, when the very first thing John mentions in our conversation was the dark forces taking control of the world. Um, he mentioned about the Cabells, the Illuminati, uh, People from the sacred society, uh, the one percent or the leisure people. Um, so I get to figure out oh, that was the whole purpose of the book, is to send the message of hope, of love, and that we can overcome what is happening today, because the dark forces are trying to maintain their control, and. So, like, uh, I just picked up this information. We're in World War Three, but World War Three is not in terms of guns or rockets or bombs. It's in, it's in terms of controlling our minds. So, the, the media is, the, is uh, owned by the dark forces. They control the media. So we, um, 
So this book, I think they want me to get this book out to rehab the people that uh, there is hope. And God is still working with us and that eventually the light forces will prevail over the dark forces. Well, that's what you talk about. Now, one of the things you talk about is sort of uh, in indicating how we know this is happening um, is that there a description of this progression of earthly energies with all of its troubles, etc., into the establishment of heaven on earth, which is very much a topic in the Bible. But central to this is earth moving into what you describe in the book as photon energy that transports us from the third and fourth dimension to the fifth dimension, and and this energy is has entered in at least by 2012, and reaches its full impact by 2026. Now that's we're experiencing so much upheaval and so much distress right now. That uh, can you explain what this photon energy does and what how we are changing as a result of being impacted by it? Very good question. Yes. Um, the Bible talks about 1,000 years of peace. That's in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but John wrote the Bible. But back in, in the day, they, uh, people, uh, science was not really very well established, of course. So there's a science behind it. And that's why I picked it up uh, for the book. You mm-hmm. see, our universe, I mean, we're, uh, we reside in the youngest universe in the entire God's creation. And so we're in the seventh, what's called super universe. It's a, a combination of all the worlds in one universe. Like we're in this Earth, and then there's there's like uh, Earth, Jupiter, Mars, Venus. That's one universe, which is called Milky Way universe. There are other universes as well, but but they but all these universes are one super universe, which is universe number seven. There are other universes that have existed before us. They had existed for billions of years before us. So uh, angels have come here trying to um, promote love and basically say to play catch-up mm-hmm. with their knowledge. And so, um, so as our universe uh, back in 1990, in the 1990s, it had a... a the the uh, the universe it, it traveled in out in the galaxy, okay, and so there is a great central sun in the middle of uh, of our entire God's creation, and uh, that's that's where the whole thing started, really. Uh, you know, the first universe, the second universe, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. All these universes are rotating around the central universe. In the central universe, there's a great central sun 
that emit gamma rays. And a gamma ray is a, it's a light, a photon light. Okay. So uh, for about 13,000 years, our universe was away from the central sun. So we're being in the dark, not getting any energy coming from the great central sun. Well, uh, so John explained that the photon belt is a region closest to the central sun. So our universe right now is in that region. That's why we're seeing a lot of changes taking place. Uh, see, this energy is it's a loving energy. Now, the type of the, okay, it affects people in two different ways. I'm going to speak in general. Uh, one is people with an ego are having a very difficult time dealing with it because they don't love themselves. So I've got this energy coming in, uh, you know, trying to inject love into their beings, but they don't want to accept it. So they, it's, it's, it's kind of like a cleansing of dark energy in people's bodies. Um, so that's where, you know, you talk about the David seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, they come from the dark energy within. Really, coming from the ego. Uh, yeah. Our heart is not a part of the ego. It, it's, it's love. God is love. So, um, so affected. That's why we're seeing a lot of people um, are being affected by the energy change that we're going through right now. Uh, and this is a, kind of like a test. It's not, I, admit, I can't call it a tribulation, but it's like a test where uh, people need to accept themselves and uh, find love in their hearts. But, you know, we, we, we've gone through reincarnations. We, we go through, you know, 75 years, 100 years, or four years of living to learn love. And we, we go through thousands of reincarnations. Um, so now today... It's called end time. And really, the way it was interpreted by the church was it's the end time of the earth. The people will die. And only people that were, you know, going to church can, you know, uh, accepting Jesus as a Savior and they will survive. That's not how it works. Of course, they do that to make people come to church. The key. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. Money. Okay. So, um, so, uh, so really, uh, as Apostle John said, really, this book was really for hoping to, I mean, to make the church people realize that they have been misled by the Bible, by the wrong interpretation of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then the case love. Love thyself and love thy neighbor. But there is a term. Thy God is your God, not the creator God. It's God within you. That's what thy God means. So you've got to love yourself, 
you have to love yourself before you can love your neighbor. Um, so, it, but the dark forces, they've had uh, uh, souls manipulating the work of the, the Bible. Uh, well, it's like yeah. I mean, I'm I, where I I find it so fascinating is that the the dark forces, the the concept of evil, um, versus the forces of light, which are involved with love. How do yeah. we tell the difference so that we can either help to change that? You know, can we change evil energy? Can we shift people? Or do we ignore them? And what? How does how does this all work? And what happens if you know? Is there an end time when the planet shift and we separate the good from the bad? Um, John said that the end time is really for the end time for the dark forces. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what. That's the meaning of it. You see, we're inside the photon belt. Um, it takes about 2,000 years to travel through the photon belt. Up, up 2,000 years to the universe to travel through the photon belt. So we've been getting beams of love for 2,000 years. So, mm. when, right, so... Um, uh, like people that are uh, not using their heart are the people that are going to suffer during this time. People need to forgive and forget uh, uh, and move on. What has happened in the past is the past. They should focus on today. There's a book on power of now. Um, that's a good book. We need to focus on what's happening today. Uh, there was uh, this friend of mine who uh, said, I mean, she, she's pretty high dimension. She's in sixth dimension. And she talks with the angels. She has that ability. Mm-hmm. She says that we were married four or five times in our past lives. She says, uh, she talked about a royalty past. She was in a royalty in England. She was in a royalty in Scotland. And he telling her, you got to forget the past. You need to move on. Because you are living today. All of your past experience have shaped you who you are today. So you got to look forward, not backwards. So when you look forward, you're more coming from your heart. You, I mean, uh, I'm sure many people have regrets from the past, whether they were abused by their parents or whether they come from a broken family. or you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, situations. But people cannot move on. They just need to realize that God is with them all the time. But we've got to move forward. We, we can't hold any grudges uh, from the past. We need to move forward. 
So that that's one technique is to let go of the past. Yeah. In terms of yeah. how do we achieve this more loving awareness of God in our lives as, as being part of us. What what are there other techniques we we can apply? Yes, uh, meditation is one. Or taking a walk out in the park is another. Um, and enjoy time out in nature. Uh, there are some spiritual people that will hug trees because trees are very loving. So uh, even Mel, I say, she she talked with her plants. And the plants, the plants would say, I'm thirsty. Marilyn said, I will get you some water. So um, the third thing I take, mainly the most important thing is to, uh, you know, to isolate and get away from people and have time for stuff. I mean, this is such a busy world. And people don't realize that they don't put aside time for their stuff for themselves. <laughs> And be connected because God is in the heart. So you gotta feel that love in the heart. That is that is such a profound I mean, you know, it really touches everyone to be able to say that I am God, I am within God, God is within me. And it changes your whole life if you can do that. Yeah, oh, definitely, because love overcomes everything. But you got to feel, one way is kind of like you have to feel for others. Don't just think for yourself. You have to think of others. How, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because there's love out there. But it's kind of like, well, some people may care, yeah, some people don't. It's very competitive world. That's not really love. That's more coming from the ego. Mm-hmm. You find a, you know, uh, stay ahead. Um, I mean, it's okay for a job, job situation, but it's all part of nature of the job. Uh, people are competing for a higher pay. Um, but also will be helpful if you can respect their abilities to do the job. Don't just think, that, well, I'm better than they are. Now, we all are special. We all have a special ability, but it be in a different way. Um, for example, in my workplace, uh, there are people that are, you know, um, you know, amazing with their abilities. But I'm amazing with my own abilities. But my abilities, those abilities are not the same as their abilities. We all have a special ability. But um, so we need need to respect that, and that will help us to like if he's doing a better job, so be it because he's special. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we have to. I think what help what's helpful is to well, that's coming from the heart. Or do like the other day or maybe a month ago, I got into this uh, situation with the. Uh, for the uh, employee, uh, my coworker, and mm-hmm. um, and I have a keen sense of you know judging people's uh, energy 
like if I say I can feel it in my gut that that person is competitive with me, competing with me, I can just feel that energy. So the best thing for me to do is to say, hey, that's that's the way it is. He he's a father. He has two or three children, and I'm saying to myself, look, he's working to support his family. So he wants to make sure they can keep his job. Mm-hmm. So when that mind, with that mind, it may help me to, you know, not to think of him as being a competitor, but think of him as trying to help his family. So, you know, you really have to change our mindset about things. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, because that's really coming from her. I remember I got this message from within. And it's like, get back to your heart. Don't let your ego take over. Like, my ego is like, he's competing with me. He's being this way. He's being that way. But my heart is telling me, he's like, I mean, he's working for his family. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what we need to think. We need to think of others. Um. Instead of ourselves. Yeah. Doug, Doug, it's, um, the, this sounds very practical. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like you have to be uh, floating in the air and what, what we call woo-woo stuff. This is very practical approach to life, how we treat one another, how we love, how we stay grounded through God. Um, so I, I think the wisdom within it, is so powerful. How do people pick up a copy of your book? Um, they can uh, go to your website. Uh, I'm, I've got different uh, publishers publishing my book. So they just go to the website and look up the title of my book and uh, the author and um, uh, the original publisher was uh, Balboa Press, mm-hmm. and and they um, did a fantastic job with the cover design with the book, but uh, it's pretty pricey, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. soft cover books are like thirty nine dollars, whereas uh, I got uh, uh, a real publisher republishing my book. Uh, lower cost. Uh, the cover design is nice, elaborate, it's nice, fancy, but book is a book. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they get the price down to $19. Oh, much for better for most people. Oh, yes. More people will be able to read it. Yes. So exactly. it's, it's the website, yeah. is the website the name of the book or is it the name of the publisher? It's the name of uh, my book. And actually, okay. Uh, the book is <clears throat> to the publisher. Uh, they work with uh, Amazon, so you go to mm-hmm. Amazon, and uh, there's there, there could be two different ISBN numbers. So look for the price. Look for the book to the lower cost. They need to compare prices. If there's the original oh. book, I haven't canceled the book yet uh, with Dalbell Press. I can't. I didn't know that I could. But they told me, yes, I can. 
So, um, so if they come, if they just go to uh, Google my book with my name, and then they see my book cover, uh, it's a 600-page book, and it has a lot of information. Okay. Um, so, so let's just repeat the name of your book for everyone and your name because they may have forgotten from the beginning of the show that you are Douglas Grady and your book is yeah. called Door to Glory Dialogues with Apostle John. Yeah. So if they go yeah. to Amazon and put either your name or the book name in, they can find it. So that's great. Uh, we are we are rapidly running out of time, so I want to thank you for joining us today, Doug. Um, we have been discussing what we perceive as uh, the end of time is always a challenging topic, but for those who align with God and with love, it's a message of hope because we are um, we can dedicate ourselves to um, to helping others to watching out for others, to, to make a connection so that in some way they can know the joy of heaven on earth too, that we're not just holding it for ourselves. Um, and for our listeners, if you've been uh, seeking to align with your purpose as described in Doug's book, that it's sort of a neutral place there, um, you can take my course. I offer a course that's available at www manifestyourdreamroadmap.com uh, and it's a way of learning how to take a vision and move through the various stages that, that bring it into reality. Or you can also reach out to me at Susan at susansharico.com So to support these Train Your Power, Claim Your Power calls, please uh, go to anchor.fm forward slash Susan dash Shereko, where they're currently released as podcasts. And you can see what other channels carry them as well. So thank you again for listening. And Doug, thank you. Thank you very much for visiting us with us today. It has been, it's a fabulous read, takes you into very lofty spaces and feels great. So thank you very much. You're very welcome, Susan. It was a pleasure mm-hmm. of talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. God bless you too. Bye now, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.